Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Hello, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to Well Within Reach podcast brought to you by Riverside Healthcare. I'm your host, Liz Healy, and joining to me today is Laura Hogan from Riverside's Well in Mind. Thanks for joining us today, Laura. Thanks for having me, Liz. Our topic today is pandemic fatigue. But first, before we get started on that, Laura, can you tell our audience a little bit about your background? Sure. So I am an LCPC, a licensed clinical professional counselor, and currently I work at Riverside as an employee assistance program therapist, so doing therapy for the employees at the hospital. Okay, perfect. Thanks for sharing. All right. So the big question people have is what exactly is pandemic fatigue? Yeah, so the World Health Organization defines it as the demotivation to follow recommended protective behaviors, which is a fancy way of saying that we are getting tired of washing our hands constantly, wearing masks, saying no to seeing family and friends, um, and having to engage in social distancing. This has been going on for nine months now, and it's a lot. Are there certain things that we should kind of watch for and be mindful of relating to pandemic fatigue? Yes, I think if we've been engaging in wearing a mask and using hand sanitizer and saying no to things and we're starting to have the thoughts of, you know, I'm tired of doing this just this one time. Even for myself, I had a thought related to the holidays of why not just go and see our and do our huge family gathering. And those kinds of thoughts are dangerous because it might take us away from all of these safety behaviors that we've been working so hard for. Yeah. Are there some things that we can do to overcome that pandemic fatigue and maybe help keep us in the mindset that, yes, we have to keep safe and keep going? Yeah. So I think the first thing is making a commitment in the same way that we have kids wear helmets while they're riding bikes or we put on our seatbelt when we get in the car. We have to just be clear on our intention that we want to keep ourselves and other people safe. And so I think committing to that bigger overarching goal is helpful. And after that, it's just practicing the precautions until they're second nature of you get in the car, you put on your seatbelt, things like that. And so just getting into a habit that works for you. So things like having masks stashed everywhere. I have them in the car, in my desk, in my purse, so that even if one is in the wash, there are others available. And having other necessary supplies on hand sanitizer, things like that. I think another thing that's helpful is being aware and mindful of the stories happening in the community. So for a lot of people, maybe COVID hasn't touched our family or friends or us personally, or if it has, it's been a little bit less severe. But I think reminding ourselves of the severity of what can happen will help remind us that it's important to keep engaging in these safety behaviors. So Laura, are there other ways that we can look into coping with this pandemic fatigue? Yes, absolutely. So outside of just the difficulty of engaging in all these safety behaviors of wearing a mask and things like that, just the saying no to commitments and seeing friends and family and all of the losses that have happened over the past nine months for people could be starting to increase anxiety, stress, and depression. So some ways of managing that, first of all, self-care is not optional. We have to intentionally be taking care of ourselves, which is tough because for a lot of people, it may have been going to the gym or shopping or going out for a lunch. And so getting creative of what self-care might look like. 
Another thing that can be beneficial is taking a vacation from social media if it's not providing any benefit. So a way to know if your social media intake is beneficial or not of checking in how you feel beforehand, checking in how you feel afterwards. If you're watching the news more than two or three times a day, you're probably not getting any new information. So making sure that you're using reliable news sources, maybe once or twice a day, and making sure that the social media that you use is fulfilling. Are you connecting with other people? Are you seeing things that bring you joy or help you feel relaxed? Having predictable routines is helpful as well. There is so much changing on a day-to-day basis as new information comes in with COVID and what precautions we need to be taking. So having something that isn't changing can really help us feel more stable and grounding. So it can be as simple as waking up at the same time, having a nice bedtime routine, eating lunch or meals at at regular times, but having things that you can count on and rely on. I think also being able to just reflect on how you're doing and accepting where you're at. So this is a really tough time and being able to say that this is hard and maybe I need a little bit more help can be really beneficial. When we try to pretend like nothing is wrong, we get into trouble because we might end up engaging in ways that aren't as healthy or beneficial. So being able to say this is tough and maybe I need to reach out is something that can be supportive as well. Are there any suggestions you have for people that might have trouble saying no to the going to visit family and friends? Are there any ideas you have to give them about ways that they could still connect with their family and friends during this time? Yes, absolutely. So being able to do Zoom or FaceTime or virtual meetings can be really helpful. I know I've got a bigger family, so a Zoom meeting with 25 people sounds a little bit overwhelming and not very engaging, but being able to share a favorite family recipe. So my grandma always makes cheesy potatoes so she could share the recipe with everybody and then we could call and make it together and be connected and then at the same time we're sharing our favorite side dish and it can help bring some of the tradition of what we always do into the present during this tough time. Another thing, there's a lot of virtual games that can be played online. You can decorate your house, you know, as a Zoom party and be able to see how are your family and friends decorating their houses. You can share email questions of getting to know each other a little bit deeper. I've heard a lot of people talk about how they've been feeling lonely lately because we're having a lot of surface level conversations, but not diving deeper the way we would if we had hours of time to spend with people face to face. So um, just just going back to older ways of communicating, of email change, um, sending cards and gifts in the mail and, and getting creative with how we show our gratitude and appreciation that way. Okay, perfect. And if we know someone that's struggling right now and needs help, what are some resources you can suggest? Absolutely. So if things are getting beyond just pandemic fatigue, because not only is it exhausting engaging in these safety behaviors, but people have been out of work, work has been reduced, there's childcare issues, the social isolation during the wintertime is really taking a toll on people's mental health and people might be feeling more anxious or depressed or things like that. And so Riverside Behavioral Medicine offers a 24-7 central intake department, which we call the CID. And the CID is located within the Riverside Medical Center's emergency room. So anyone can walk into the ER and ask to receive a mental health screening if they feel they're at risk to themselves or others. Individuals, community partners, outside referrals can also call. The number is 844 
442-2551 with any questions, referrals, or a brief assessment. Please don't hesitate to contact the CID if you or a loved one feels that they are in need of mental health services. Oh, thank you. That's a great resource for our community and even for our employees internally. So to recap that, the Riverside Behavioral Medicine has resources in the Central Intake Department and located in the Riverside Emergency Room. And the phone number again is 844-442-2551. Thanks again for joining us today, Laura. Thanks, Liz. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Another option for therapy resources if you are currently employed is asking your employer about the Employee Assistance Program or EAP program. So at Riverside, the Employee Wellness Program consists of Well in Mind and Reach, but at other organizations in the community, it might be something different. So don't hesitate to ask your employer for resources as well. Thanks for listening to our Well Within Reach podcast.